Hello and welcome to The Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Uh, joining me today here on the show is Muktab. Uh, he's the co-founder of Parallel Dots. Uh, Muktab, a very warm welcome uh, on behalf of the Springworks family to the Shape of Work podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Uh, I'm uh, doing very well. Uh, hello to all the listeners. And uh, I have heard great things about the podcast, and I hope I can contribute something good. Sure, sure. So, Muktab, let's start with your uh, career journey so far. uh can you sure. tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your journey so far okay uh so i graduated out of bits pilani in 2012 and uh, at that time i was well i always have been very fond of computer science and applying it into real world problems and uh, uh, that's after completing my graduation i joined a company where i was i was a data scientist and till that time like i was not really too much into entrepreneurship uh, my college has a lot of things going on always around it but in the college i was a lot involved in all this but uh, yeah once i was working there i met uh, our current ceo my co-founder angam there and uh, that's when i started thinking about it and i just you know that time the revelation came ki i should actually try to be make something make a company uh, and make technology that i think which will actually affect the world uh, around me so yeah so then i angam and uh, the third co-founder ankit uh, we three joined forces and we started this company long back so uh, ankit had already resigned his job in australia he had came, uh, come back from there and yeah he was always uh, ready to just start up so uh, finally we grouped together and we started we earlier started with a with making a news recommendation engine and i was just a you know i was a new data scientist then and uh i got this new problem exciting problem to work on and i worked on it uh, for some time and during that time i figured out oh, there is this all new revolution happening this was like 2013 uh, 2014 very very early days of the current deep learning revolution in ai so we developed very cool technology around this we made a news recommendation mm-hmm. engine went live on a couple of uh, large indian newspapers and then well the since you we are all very new to the startup world we did not like really think through the monetization plan at that time so that idea failed but uh, we just decided that now that we have uh, acquired some knowledge about how to put ai in real world we will figure out what will be a right product uh, we luckily met a good investor uh, at that time times of india who was supporting us for some time then uh, then well the idea failed we were sure that we wanted to still be uh, entrepreneurs only but uh, we regrouped we tried out multiple small ideas after that we built multiple algorithms so i built a, a ai system which recognizes uh, cavities in teeth and uh, you know uh, diagnoses brain hemorrhages and uh, uh, you know rates social media photos all that so i have built multiple technologies during those uh, times and eventually then around 2019 we found this new thing that uh, we could actually sell to people we could sell to large companies 
make money mm-hmm. and actually we figured out the business uh, rather than just you know building different ai technology so this was in retail tech and uh, our current technology is basically you know help these large cpg companies to figure out how well is their retail execution in different shops whether their offers are visible whether their products are visible all through photographs and ai working on it so we get photographs from different geographies uh, you know india and abroad uh, and you know ai basically analyzes these photographs and helps them uh, figure out their retail execution that's the main product uh, and yeah even now i'm working on an, another product that we have recently started that empowers small indian retailers to use ai and you know uh, compete with the upcoming e-commerce onslaught as you say like uh, which you can see uh, happening these days so that's a new product i'm working on it's called uva shop but yeah uh, mm-hmm. basically it took us almost 6 7 years to figure out what works and you know what would be something that we would be able to sell uh, yeah so that's what i have been uh, we have been doing as a company uh, i lead the ai team in the company so my team's work is to basically figure out how to solve a problem using an ai algorithm and uh, then once you know we do research around it we pick up some off the shelf algorithm slowly better it build a technology which is like state of the art works very well then deploy it in production uh, on a phone on a server something like that and you know from uh, concept stage to building something that can you know deliver value that's that's the task i generally do mm-hmm. that's a very inspiring entrepreneurial journey i must say uh, my next question will be on those lines uh, so you are the co-founder of parallel dots a team of 50 people currently yeah. Uh, how would you describe your experience of managing this entire team and according to you what are the key factors that that can drive a uh, better management of uh, leading the teams cool uh, this this is actually a very good question so uh, this is something that everyone's learning so i am also just learning i can give some insights from my experience so pelodots no, what was not a 50% team on base there was a four member team and then it slowly organically grew into 50 people uh, okay. so some things that i figured out are uh, well and i'll i'll talk it in a way that can be more general to a listener than like talking in context of parallel dots i i will actually take some examples mm-hmm. so one thing that i figured out is that uh, you know there there is as a founder as a leader of a team or as a senior member of a team your task is twofold so one task is and which is the most important task is delegation because you can't really do the entire thing yourself this is very important uh, at least for technical people because like we think that we can do a lot uh, and even for non technical people i've seen my co-founders they were like always always ready for any kind of task but delegation is very important so and it's not just delegating work in the sense that you just pass on the responsibility to someone else it's very important to think of these tasks that what is what are the tasks at hand what can be delegated there are things that cannot be delegated and that should be done by the person in charge mm-hmm. and the second thing about delegation is that you just don't delegate the task as is so because not everyone has the same view has the same vantage point to understand the uncertainty around it so you have to chop it down into small digestible pieces for people who can take up the task so that's also a task of a senior person so like uh, if if i paraphrase sunzu uh, he says that uh, if the if it's your it's your subordinates fault if they cannot complete the order well uh, or whatever task you given them to them well but it's your task if you know it's your fault if you cannot specify that task well if unless it's clear people won't be able to do it so delegation is very important 
and uh, the and so as you might have seen if there is too much delegation there can be a strict hierarchy forming so the other thing is that you don't just want to get into a very rigid system that's another thing because if it's very rigid then the communication the other way around say from teammates to the person in charge becomes very hard so like some kind of a open hierarchy is needed uh, apart from all this delegation if it's going on and you have to encourage your team members also to you know to some way uh, some there is some amount of open endedness that uh, everyone will be able to take and then there is some amount of work that they need to delegate so at every level if this thing happens things work okay. smoothly is what i have experienced in this amount of time and that's how i structure at least the teams i lead there are other teams which work on the same principle in our team but like for example in the ai team uh, there is a very set amount of open endedness that a very junior person joining in has to start with so, so if if you just hire a data scientist and you expect them to work work wonders it won't be possible that's what a lot of people think about but unless the task has been very well defined uh, they won't be able to because they're joining a new company they have got different technology they at least in our team there are three technology teams because we are technology startup so they have to deal with different teams and understand the principles and understand the goal of the research or, or, and all these things so we just break it down and then give the task and it should be just the right amount of uh, challenge to them as well as it shouldn't be so open ended that they just feel lost that's what i feel mm-hmm. uh helps us that's a very elaborate answer uh i recently saw a post of yours on linkedin uh mm-hmm. where it talk about accurate job description mm-hmm. so what do you feel are the characteristics of a good job description what are the things that an hr professional should look for, for while working on it yeah that that post actually uh so i actually wrote that post from my own experience when i was working mm-hmm. long back uh even as a you know when i did not i was on the other side of the table i was not hiring i was you know applying to different companies and all mm-hmm. that so one thing and this is very common in technical jobs less so in non technical jobs but still this thing uh, persists so what happens is that job descriptions are not very well given so yeah. they can be twofold sometimes just to make sure that it looks very you know attractive like in a marketing sense or sometimes it's just poorly executed right uh, the technology team did not specify it well to the hr and then the hr does not really know what exactly to say so what happens is that the job descriptions that i see on forums and everywhere they're just very broad like it's it's like they're asking for a team so uh, there was one description which i saw which asked for experience in five different database technologies so <laughs> that is huge and uh, i have been working in this field for now 10 years and like i've hardly worked with two or three databases and i'm an, i'm more of an enthusiast so like you can understand that uh, like these descriptions tend to be very broad and they confuse the people who are trying to join or hire the other thing is also that they just try to spice it up a lot and like often it sometimes it might under deliver right and that's a cause of frustration for many people uh, which i uh, who might talk to and who might you know uh, have close interaction with they just feel that they were promised that this would be a very you know they would be doing something else and they end up doing something else at the job so this is common uh, mm-hmm. and i think uh, more steps should be taken up so one thing is that the spicing up should not be needed this is a i don't know like uh, this is something that we need to address as a whole not just the hr and the other thing is ki yeah at least being specific about the role uh, we should just tell what they will be doing on day to day job rather than you know some idealized version got it 
really love the way how you connected it with your personal experience as well yeah thanks and that's uh, when that's when i figured out that this thing happens because i used to apply to exactly. things and uh yeah i ended up found, finding out that no no this is something else what was being told on the forum was not correct yeah and also agree with your point about you know making it not very broad and very generalized yeah especially with the spicing up things that is something we should all avoid while doing yeah. this uh one more article i saw where you talked about you know major difference between beginner moderator uh, moderator and then an advanced level knowledge of technology mm-hmm. so can you throw some light on that topic uh, also can you explain how digitalization of workplaces is helping companies grow worldwide okay this is a very broad question so i'll i'll answer it part by part uh, sure. so uh, first of all that article was based on a very good book by andy hunt uh, if if like to all the listeners if you are uh, interested in looking at ki what are the careers in programming so if you are a programmer yourself or you closely work and hire programmers like that's a good book to uh, go around and understand that how you can actually ha- understand that what are the different levels uh, how does a programmer track actually prog- progresses so uh, it's it's very good and like recommended read to everyone so now i'll talk about what are the different levels so there is a beginner level or advanced beginner and then you have got uh you know competent and expert and like that it's a leveled hierarchy the lines are not very clear and you don't need them to be what everyone needs to understand is that the amount of uncertainty someone can handle and on in more technology startup terms this is called ownership so the amount mm-hmm. of ownership someone can take or an amount of uncertainty someone can handle that depends on both two things it depends on like the person's innate characteristics of course like how how well of a you know people are some people are more comfortable with uncertainty than others so it depends on that as well as experience so experience is much more important the more you work in a field you you know just knowing a technology is different thing and then you know when you work on a, a lot of problems using that that technology you tend to understand how to think in that technology it's like you know knowing english and then uh, talking in english they're like slightly different ideas it's somewhat like that and the more and more you work and more experience you gain then you will be able to handle uh, larger chunks of you know totally unsupervised tasks so you can be given something and you can figure out what are the bottlenecks what you need to solve what is important what is not uh, there is also a lot of hype in technology startups or technology as a workplace so you need to figure out what is actually you know signal to noise you have to figure out and what is actually useful what is not uh, so these things actually come with experience as a youngster you're just bombarded with too much and uh, that's why as a youngster you possibly will need less you know you need more structure you need someone to fig, you know give the exact tasks so that you can write them out and yeah as in when you grow you basically recognize that uh, you can add things by yourself and so one thing that is very interesting in the book is that how as one moves to a more experienced role they start getting interested in the you know all hands meetings or you know the town halls the junior people they find it very boring and that's that's something that resonates with me because when i was a youngster i just found that town hall is a waste of time i found it like that uh, mm-hmm. but yeah as and when you grow then you start realizing you start taking ownership you understand how the company's decision will impact you and, and that's when actually you start becoming more advanced level is what i'll say so mm-hmm. yeah that's how andy hunt puts it and it's very interesting uh, as i said another thing that you asked about is digitization of workplaces so uh, 
uh, i don't know how much the outside world is aware but this is actually revolutionizing the technology workspace and uh, this is a challenge uh, not just for uh, you know young startups but even indian companies so india's technology talent is very good and uh, like i tell this because there's a demand for it it's actual real market proven and what is happening is that uh, at least i am seeing is that lot of out jobs outside which were like at supposed to be in uh, countries which with higher uh, salaries are moving into india and you can almost make say two third to 100% of the salary which you would have gotten if you were in us in india and that's that's a lot and uh, because you know uh, once internet is the workspace now so you can hire from mm-hmm. anywhere and uh, you know getting people from india top class technology people from india is getting from is better than getting an average person in the us with the same salary you can get much better performance and so now like every compete company is competing with everyone else in the uh, techno in the you know talent marketplace and uh, it's a challenge for young startups so like at least when we were starting up this problem was not there but the new startups which will come up they will have a massive salary hurdle and like uh, so you can actually with the new amount of salaries you can look uh, into the startup ecosystem which i've seen uh i have actually seen like us level salaries given being given and things like that so things are changing very fast uh unlike what might or might not be visible from the outside and like all good things for india in that sense uh, we are actually a very good talent pool and yeah as and when we develop it more i hope that uh, we actually become the technology hub of the world yeah i i agree with your point you know that uh, with the whole pandemic and then the work from home situation like it's really really easy to now recruit indian uh, into the us space as well so yeah, yeah, yeah. salary wise it's it's getting really tough out there for the market uh, yeah right now uh, lastly i would want to touch upon your insights on sentiment analysis uh, how can you use this concept for obtaining employ uh, obtaining employee analytics and then improving employee engagement as well okay so sentiment analysis is a ai technology basically you give it a sentence and uh, it tries to figure out that with respect to each word of the sentence what is something that the person is trying to say so okay. for example okay. once you give uh, amazon reviews for products what amazon does is no one can read that amount of text right so what they will do is that they will take that text and you know you you might have seen it also uh, for phone it will give that battery battery's rating is separately mm-hmm. given and Uh, so all that happens that automatically it's not really manually someone is doing that what happens is that the text gets analyzed using ai algorithms so these are the same algorithms that you might have seen are like very famous these days they're you know they're using to type uh, poems or they're using them to actually do many many interesting things so one one of these things is sentiment analysis so just like that amazon review so unstructured uh, you know unstructured feedback or unstructured reviews contain much more information than you know binding someone in saying these are the five things and you have to rate it in 1 to 5 like it's it's kind of very very you know boxing them in something uh, rather than that you would rather want very open ended reviews and want to mm-hmm. figure out topic by topic how people are interacting with the company so if so happily most of the hr departments now take very very regular feedback uh, and these feedback uh, tech, so whatever feedback you receive you can analyze using sentiment analysis and you can understand that what are so different aspects that you want to analyze so suppose the company started a new policy right so suppose that policy is friday lunches may 
no pizza will be replaced with some healthy food let's just say so you might want to so you might get a very open ended feedback on very different things when you are uh, getting your quarterly feedback from the team and uh, you can just say ki okay uh, pizza pizza pe replacing pizza pe what is the sentiment and it will basically look at all the feedback and it will gather those uh, you know feedbacks in which that pizza wala thing was mentioned and it will tell you that okay n- most people think positively about it or most people don't think positively about it mm-hmm. so something like that so what it ha- helps you do is ki un- unlike the traditional way where you just put everyone to rate things from 1 to 5 1 to 5 you you can now ask for very open ended things very open ended reviews and feedbacks and in that you can hold uh, that you you know uncover much more information than what was actually there uh in just the old style of feedback and uh, actually uh, uh very interesting uh, thing i like to give from for one some of my clients so these large cpg companies they they don't really make one product what they do is that they will make slightly different flavors of the same say uh biscuit or say the same tea and what they'll do is that they will uh put a person and they will give them different flavors and then they won't tell what flavor it is they will just ask for their open ended feedback and what happens is that person is saying no this looks like this is a very strong flavor or this is this mm-hmm. i like a lot right and they just collect all this as unstructured text and they pass it through our sentiment so uh, parallots has a sentiment analysis api it passes through it and we give them this feedback that say for example uh that this in some biscuit uh you found a lot of people found it very harsh or in some biscuit like the taste was very good something like that so uh we do it for cpg companies there are the companies who do it for hr as well so mm-hmm. yeah that's how it is useful got it uh so muktab at this point in time i would uh, like to uh, mention this that let's say some of our listeners would want to get in touch with you and you know pick your brain over sentiment analysis and many other topics to discuss sure. uh, what is the best medium for them to reach out to you any any social media links you would want to mention here yeah so uh, i am very active on twitter and uh, i'm also very active on quora uh, okay. i keep responding to people's questions around ai and startups and you know technology jobs these are the things that i know best about right so i keep responding to people's questions there so uh, you can uh, ask me questions on twitter or you can actually ask me questions on quora uh and i'll i try to respond to everyone actually uh that's mm-hmm. how I, i do the social media thing or uh worst case you can drop me a email uh, muktabatpalalots that also works perfect so thank you so much mukta for uh, having this conversation today i thoroughly enjoyed it thanks thanks like man yeah i would like to thank you on behalf of the entire springworks team for you know taking this time out and getting on the ship of our podcast Really Thanks. It was it was great for me. Also, very interesting questions. Uh, yeah, and hope the post podcast keeps gathering the steam. I've I've heard a lot about it, and I actually listened to it last week onwards, and I've been hooked since. Sure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you.